Welcome to the Vitality Coach Podcast with me, your host, Nikki Fogden-Moore. Join me for celebrity interviews, behind-the-scenes training sessions, combined with practical advice on how you can feel fantastic. Tune in for easy-to-implement tips and tools on healthy food and fitness. Learn how to look and feel your personal best without turning your life upside down. Welcome to Feeling Fantastic. Hi, and welcome to episode 12 of the Vitality Coach podcast. This is a really special edition for me because I'll be talking with a good friend of mine, Gillian Exton, that is, uh, has been recovering from breast cancer and has dived into chemical-free living, toxic-free living, uh, and all that sort of thing, which I think is so vital for understanding about optimum cellular health. So tune in for this episode coming up next with Gillian as we talk about what does optimum health actually mean and being fit on the inside as well as the outside. Top three things. I just want to thank you very much for your feedback on iTunes, your comments. Um, to Richard, I know that you're out there busy um, away from home, away from amenities, working shift work, especially offshore, and the pre-snack ideas of buying things ahead of time and taking those with you, as well as traveling with some suspension straps and loading videos onto your iPad that you can do for body weight exercises is truly a great way to keep fit and active while you're offshore and you have limited access to gym and, um, you know, more interesting areas to train. So well done on that. And secondly, as a part of news uh, for episode 12, we're heading into our last week of the early bird special with my 10th anniversary Maui body break. So prices go up as of the 1st of February um, to 3995 you can currently get into our Maui body break from 2,800, including your accommodation and your breakfasts and all our training and coaching. And remember, this is at the Lumeria Maui, which is an ecologically high-end five-star resort by architect Zoran Balbus. It is a very, very special retreat for me. It will be 10 years of Life's a Gym and of running my body breaks and of changing lives and I'm going to be sharing a video with you this week coming up on why the body break is so special to me and what has happened in these 10 years in running retreats. So remember, this is the last week for the early bird special. You can book online at lifestogym.com. I will be writing a link at the end of my show notes on the vitalitycoach.com.au as well for you to get into those early bird bookings. So don't miss out. And lastly, just before we head into the episode, point three, I just want to make sure that you remember that your feedback, comments, and reviews are extremely important to me. So please hop onto iTunes, give me your review, give me your comments, and don't forget to leave me questions on the show notes of what you'd like to hear more of. So let's get right through to talking to Gillian. All right, welcome back to the Vitality Coach Podcast. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. I have a very, very special guest with me uh, this episode, Gillian Exton. Gillian, thank you for joining. You're welcome, Nikki. Always great to see you. Gillian and I have known each other for a few years, and um, I've asked Gillian to come in and do a series of podcasts with me about conscious living. And we're going to touch a little bit on why I feel Gillian has uh, the credibility and the authority to talk about it because nobody has gone through so much firsthand experience and having to turn their life upside down in the pursuit of ultimate health than Gillian has in the past few years. And um, so I've watched her journey from someone that was supping and kiting and running around 
uh, or thinking that it would be healthy to actually uh, finding out she had cancer um, and how she dealt with that process and what led her to suddenly investigate what true vitality and health on a cellular level actually means. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Hopefully we can inspire you to start thinking about what healthy actually means uh, for you personally. So Jilly, maybe you could just tell us a little tiny wee bit about that that shocking kind of period where you thought you were really healthy and then you, you know, on the outside it was all fabulous and then you got this this big news that kind of rocked your world. Absolutely. And that was my Christmas present in 2009 as well, which was pretty interesting. But um, no, that's right. I actually used to be a phys ed teacher and so I have a health and education background. So it was very interesting to suddenly be, be diagnosed with cancer and, uh, and not only was I absolutely surprised, but everyone was around me was astounded because they all thought that I was, I was fit, I was healthy, I was balanced. Um, you know, I was at that time working in the corporate world, so I was doing crazy hours and very stressed. That was obviously a contributing factor to um, my cancer diagnosis. So it was all very interesting. But what I, what I learned, um, Nikki, coming through my cancer diagnosis is that a health is actually about at a, being at a cellular level. So you may look and feel and actually be fit, but how are your cells functioning and what is the environment that they're actually living in? So it's, if you can imagine a, um, a fish pond and you've got fish that are living in clean crystal water, which will be healthy, but you've got fish who are living in dirty, mucky, mouldy water, you know, which fish are going to be the most healthy? Yeah, exactly. And I think what we want to do, because we want to split this podcast with Gillian up into a series of things, which takes us right through to what I would call chemical-free living, which is also something she set up herself. What we want to do in today's discussion is bounce some ideas around with you while you're driving, running, or while you're just listening to this somewhere with your feet up, maybe with a notebook in front of you. I want to inspire you to think about what real true health and fitness would actually feel like to you. So, you know, feeling your muscles and your fibers and everything connecting properly and just getting off that autopilot and understanding that your body needs to operate in the way it's designed. So when you started to, um, you know, recover mentally from the news, and we're going to discuss mindset another time, yep. what, what got you involved into thinking, how can I get my body into the right environment to heal? I, um, I learned a lot of things, and I guess the first one is I actually needed to change the environment internally. So if my body had the capability of producing and supporting cancer to grow, then it made sense to me that I actually had to change that internal environment. So that sent me down quite a path of research. And, and the first one that is very easy to address is really alkalinity. So disease and, and cancer survives and thrives in an acidic environment. So that meant I must have existed in the acidic environment in the past. Yeah. And when you look at the contributing factors to acidic, um, having an acidic environment in your body, you know, stress is a huge one. Yeah. So stress is a contributor um, and also your diet. You know, Is your diet full of foods that produce alkaline or is it acidic? Do you eat a lot of proteins and meats? Um, and so where do you sit in that balance in, in your diet? So that's, uh, that's actually a really interesting science experiment to get some of those little alkaline um, testers that you, you, know, you can wee on and every morning you test where you are and, and it's quite exciting when you're in the green zone, you actually celebrate. Yeah. And then you start eating a different diet and you can actually get a response fairly immediately 
yeah. to see how that's impacting on your acidity, um, acidic levels in your body. Yeah, and and you know what? Even if you don't want to buy one of those sticks, you know yourself when your body's in good condition. And I'm, I'm sorry to tell you this over the air, but um, you know when you have stronger, um, you know, um, the, your morning when you go to the bathroom in the morning, if you can actually, you know, there's a stronger scent to going to the bathroom in the morning. Usually, it's more acidic. The more alkaline your body, the less color there is in, in, in your urine as well. And you notice, you just know, but you know when your body's out of whack. So there is something to do with health and fitness, which is looking at what happens of what you do on your morning routine. Exactly. Yeah, it all comes out the other end. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. is actually a window to your health. And I won't yeah. like, um, I will put some notes on that on my show notes. I want, <laughs> we will keep this clean for today, but I just want you to know that that, you know, how you go to the bathroom in the morning is actually a window to your health and it will, talk about acidity and alkalinity and getting one of those stick systems you can go and get it from your pharmacy from a health food store they're not expensive oh, nikki actually on ebay is the best the best and the cheapest you'll have them in a couple of days and they're between seven and thirteen dollars and i think that's about half the price of what you can get them at a pharmacy oh well, great tip there so, so yep Maybe you've got a good link. We'll pop that on there. So one of the most important environments when you're thinking about being fit, healthy and long term uh, you know, really well-being is, is your body in the right environment? The first thing we talked about, is it alkaline enough? Is it, it's the yin-yang, if you want to talk about it. It's the bringing the body back into balance. So let, let's say, what are five foods that reduce the acidity in your body? Just Let's just name five easy ones that people can put into their smoothies even if they need to. It would be all your greens. Yeah. Your spinach, your kale, your... Um, uh, cucumbers. Cucumbers. Celery. Avocado. Else. Well, that's already a few there. Um, you know, and get off acidic things such as, you know, we already discussed soft drinks just aren't worth the hassle. Anything that can dissolve a 10 cent piece can't be good in your digestive system at all as well. Um, have filtered water. So you water what you buy that's sitting in plastic bottles and everything else that's not good for you. You know, really invest in a good filter system. You can get alkalining water for you under your tap as well. They're not expensive and, and they're really amazing. And Nikki, the best way to start your day is with a warm drink with lemon yeah. in it. And uh, although that's actually acidic, how it actually processes through your body um, produces an alkaline state. So, and that, I mean, you've probably seen those in, in diet tips and everything else, mm -hmm. you know, um, filtered water with a glass of lemon and or some lime even in it as well. So really kickstart your day with those with those alkalining foods and stay off anything that's fried and processed. And, and you know, if you can't read what's in the ingredients and it has more than two or three items in it, fresh is best. So you can't go wrong with that. But I, I do have to note, if you're going to do a warm lemon drink in the morning, just make sure you're not putting boiling water onto your lemon juice, your fresh lemon juice. That kills all of your vitamin C. Yeah. So good just to keep it lukewarm. Can it be cold water? It can be. I, th I think. Uh, I think warm is actually makes it feels like a cup of tea as well. So you feel like you're substituting yeah. the tea. There you go, guys that are in the US at the moment and dealing with all that snow and extra cold conditions and the Netherlands, etc. You have a warm drink to have in the morning. All right. So let's move on to point two of creating a great internally healthy environment for your body to to optimize. You know, processing foods. I think the digestive system. Your stomach is the biggest organ of the body. Um, you know, when you're under stress, it changes the, the DNA, if you like, inside the digestive system. So second mm -hmm. thing that you can do to change your internal environment. So you've talked about alkalinity. What would the second thing be? I think if, if you're looking at the research done by Bruce Lipton around epigenetics, then it's really um, your mindset 
and whether what state of mind are you in in terms of are you happy, are you grateful versus are you someone that's always grumpy and angry at people and, and down on the world. So that um, the difference in those mindsets can actually impact pretty much the uh, what surrounds your cells internally. Um, and that can contribute, obviously, to a, a healthy internal environment or an unhealthy internal environment. Yeah, and a great way to, you know, um, actually explain that is I don't know if you notice when you're stressed, some people tend to lose a lot of weight when they're stressed and they get hypertensive, and other people hold on to stress, especially around, uh, they hold on to weight around their middle or they have, like, that extra sort of layer of belly fat or whatever, which is directly related to cortisol in the body, and your body's always in this fight or flight situation. So you need to bring your mindset and your mental state in line with your physical state and just breathe. You know, get fresh air, fresh food, and a fresh perspective. Mm. Step away from the issue that's causing you take a few minutes out. Uh, it's really important, and it is connected. We're just not a, a um, result of what we eat. We're a result of how we think and how we act as well. So, And it's, it's a great way to get reconnected back to your body. So how exactly are you feeling today? And sometimes you do feel unwell, and, and you know what? That's okay. Yeah. That's okay because sometimes we do need to, to feel that so we know how great it is to be well. Yeah, exactly. So you spoke about having lemon juice in the morning and everything else and then your journey on finding out how to get your internal environment in a way that it could fight cancer and say, you go away, I've got, you know, I'm too healthy for you. So what other steps can you suggest to people to create a healthy internal environment? I think it would be great to get a benchmark of, of what, your, what your cellular health is and there's a number of ways that you can do that. There's blood analysis that you can do. Um, and also hair analysis. You can do hormone analysis, which is saliva testing. Correct. As well. Yeah. And, and if you went to a, a qualified naturopath or someone in holistic um, therapies, they would be able to run a series of tests on you. And, and that way you're just identifying exactly where are you at and is there an opportunity to improve that. Because certainly if I had known a number of things, you know, five, ten years ago, I would have changed my path. So you felt healthy and fit before you got news that you had uh, cancer. Totally, totally. You didn't even, you got up in the morning, you had all this energy, you know, you'd come back from these stand-up paddle injuries and I'd be going, there you go again, you know, <laughs> fin in the eye or whatever it was going to be because you were out there actively living. So what are the chances of that? I mean, that must have given you a real... Yeah, it was amazing, Nikki. So... I have to say that in, in everything I've learned afterwards, um, the cancer that I had, which was breast cancer, is similar to another, a number of other hormone-driven cancers, such as prostate cancer, which are hormone-driven, which means that it's actually based on an estrogen dominance. So it's when our hormones get out of balance. So you'd be familiar that there's estrogen, progesterone and testosterone amongst a number of other thousand hormones in our body. But the balance of those is critical to our health and if I look back on the list of um, contributors to my breast cancer I tick every one of them um, no children so did not go through um, pregnancy therefore did not get a progesterone boost into my body um, I have a thyroid uh, issue which contributes to estrogen dominance I had endometriosis through my life which is an indicator of estrogen dominance um, and I was highly stressed in my last five years working on some global implementations and across time zones and, and uh, you know, doing 60, 70-hour weeks. So 
in in uh, I think it's Dr. John Lee's book, What Doctors Don't Tell You About Breast Cancer, it indicates that um, stress can increase your estrogen levels ninefold. So if you just keep adding on the estrogen dominance, I'm sitting in an extremely high estrogen dominant situation. So really the question for me was not why did I get breast cancer, but when? Yeah. And and there it was at, at you know, at that point of three or four years ago. Yeah, exactly. And you know what the wonderful thing what you're doing now, Julian, is you're actually trying to create a learning and a platform for others to not be in that situation mm. and you've made it your life's mission now with Chemical Free and with the breast cancer, um, you know, the community that you've started as well, support for dealing with that for loved ones, how to communicate it, how to support each other. I mean, I'll put all those links on there, which is one of the reasons why Julian and I are talking because uh, we're speaking with someone today that is a doer, you know, is not going to sit back and let anything happen so um you know coming back to the changing environment you had to look at balancing your hormones out and i think food has such a lot to play with our hormones it's unbelievable and this is one of the things i try and tell my clients is your food directly relates your hormone levels in your body absolutely absolutely and even when i looked into the way estrogen metabolizes in your body you know there are three types of estrogen there are two not so good types and there's one that's a little bit weaker and there's food that you can take, such as broccoli and broccoli sprout powder, which is even more potent in uh, in an enzyme called DIM. And I won't even attempt to say the, <laughs> the big name, but DIM. And it facilitates uh, your estrogen metabolizing through your body down the safe pathway, which minimizes your risk of, um, of breast cancer. There's a number of things that you can do food-wise to impact um, your estrogen levels. Exactly. So, you know, as always with anything you hear, it's great to get secondary advice and, you know, um, but we will be putting some links up on things that you can add to your power smoothies. Um, you don't have to sit and eat a plate of broccoli. There are other ways that you can do that. But what is interesting is there are the most simple ways to rebalance your internal cellular level and you start immediately to feel different, which is great. So um, of, let's discuss maybe a couple of ideas. People can go away and hop online and maybe find out about the chemical maze to look at the back of their packaging, what's in your products. I think that's something we all forget. You guys need to get empowered and start educating yourself on what is good for your body. Yeah. It's funny, I have a lot of people say to me, what can I do? And, and it's no good me saying, well, go and, and uh, you know, toss out all of your moisturisers and your um packaged foods in your pantry because the key is actually knowing and understanding why. So the best the best uh, action that I can share with someone is to go and buy the chemical maze or something similar. And I'm sure you can find that in your local health food store. And then just start reading it. It's a really simple book. It uh, You simply look up the number, either it's a food or it's a cosmetic, and it works on smileys. So there's an unhappy face, uh, a neutral face, one smiley, and then two smileys. So it's very easy to understand. And I can remember when I, when I started this myself, I actually would go shopping and I would spend literally about two to three hours walking through the supermarket and everything I picked up and I would sit there with my book, I'd go, ooh, now that I know that, I actually can't put it in my trolley yeah. and I'd have to put it back on the shelf. Yeah. And, uh, and eventually you start to get to know some of those products and um, it's just a really interesting journey to take. It's very educational. Yeah, and the, the thing is you have to have a good reason why. I mean, you know, is optimum health not a good enough reason? And sometimes it takes, you know, extreme situations and illness to, to 
force us to change our behavior. And I don't want you guys to reach that point. I want no. you to think, great, I'm going to get onto it right yeah. away and get my chemical maze book. Yeah. Or, or even just having children and now being responsible to, yeah. you know, for someone else's health and well-being and knowing that you can't consciously um, give them a product that you know has some negative impact on their health at some point. And do you find that when you're making those choices in the supermarket that your supermarket trolley is going to be more expensive because of those, um, you know, like how do you... I rarely shop at a supermarket yeah. now. It, yeah. It's at an organic um, food store and uh, and I buy whole foods and, and, you know, things like buckwheat and quinoa and those yeah. things. I, I do have to admit now that there's actually a few more organic lines in the supermarket, I, I can um, pick up those things there, which is great. To see that that's happening. Yeah, and we're talking about avoiding GMO-based foods, anything that's overly processed. Mm. You know, it's not just about the fact that you're picking up corn, it's where that corn is produced. And, um, you know, you know, long gone are the lots and lots of individual farmers that have been providing fresh health and vegetables that come to you. Now we're getting them from exports mm. uh, and imports. So we're, we're getting fruit and vegetables that have travelled more than probably you have in a plane in the last week. Yeah, it's quite scary. Yeah, it yeah. is. And, yeah. you know, but we want to take the scare factor out of it and mm. get you excited about the opportunities mm. that are at your back door. Yep. And it was funny, Nick, when I went through mine and I'm actually pulling things out of my cupboard and, you know, there are... I had full full bottles of things, thinking I hate wasting things. But I'm actually sitting there going, who can I actually give this to? And there was nobody. There was no one I could actually morally feel like I could I could pass on these products. So um, it's just an interesting mindset that, that you change towards. Exactly. And I've been in danger of getting a bit of a soapbox lately, Jill, with the animal testing and, yes. and you know, uh, choosing shampoos, conditioners, going through my household cupboards and choosing Planet Art products instead of Jif and really, and, you know, being a bit of the butt of a few jokes of, of you know, you're short of wearing an alfalfa sprout t-shirt, Nikki. But I mean, at the same time, I'm still, you know, I'm not really there. I'm not completely vegan or living like Heather Swan wonderfully does on a farm with her own chickens and everything else. So I think you have to mm-hmm. find a middle ground and just do things that you can do step by step. Yeah. And don't feel that you have to suddenly go out and buy every new product out there. No, it's something that actually is quite progressive. So you just start to whittle out a few things that, that you know that you don't want to um, consume. And then on the other hand, you actually start adding a few things. So you're adding and subtracting yeah. all the way, and suddenly within a year or two, you're looking at your pantry and and uh, and you're thinking, wow, that has actually changed substantially. Yeah, it's definitely not something that happens overnight. No, and if you've got other people in your family as well, I mean, I don't think it's about forcing that conviction on them, but maybe educating, sitting down, having a family meeting, finding language, pictures, and information which is going to inspire you all to really live consciously. And just feel fantastic because you're setting up for future generations, not only a longer life yourself. Yes. Um, but Nikki, I have to say, you just touched on, you know, uh, not on animal testing and, and those sort of um, obviously worthy worthy causes. causes. Um, and it's interesting because I know a number of people who are very much big on sustainability, which is let's save the planet. So there's, you know, they're certainly into recycling and those sorts of things. But at the end of the day, they're still actually eating conventional food which is laced with pesticide and they're still using moisturizers which also has a high content of some pretty nasty stuff so it's interesting you to if see if you can change that yeah. whole perspective is about well maybe if I focus on myself and my family and we can minimize our chemical exposure personally um, that will by default end up flying on to saving the planet 
Exactly. So, so it's a different, actually, point of view. Yeah, and I actually um, totally support what you've just said, and that's why I'm setting up Conscious Living part on my website, is why don't we just start at home? And, you know, instead of donating to different places, by all means, we should do that. But first of all, if we started changing our actions and our daily habits, the ripple effect is incredible. Um, and then you've got different areas you want to get involved in. But uh, we're going to list some of our favorite cosmetic brands, body products, cleaning products and things that you can get your hands on to, um, you know, and if you need to give things away to other people in the meantime or do it on a budget basis, please do so. But we'll provide you a list of things that you can go through and some videos as well. And I want to touch, um, you know, before we wrap up this first um, podcast together, Gillian, is why we can make this achievable for people and the excitement and the fun and healthy living. Like it shouldn't be punishment. It shouldn't be diet or it shouldn't feel, it should be about rediscovering fresh food from your local farmer's market and getting your kids involved and just feeling great. Well, I think it's in, I think if you look at being reconnected back to your body to do that, you also need to be reconnected back to the earth. And if you think about um, the products that you're eating and the process that they've been through to get to your plate, it's very different to the process it goes through when you pick up something from the market and you cook it or even you don't cook it and it's a raw food, you are so much more connected to your environment and and to the, the earth. So I think from an educational perspective as well, I think how many kids out there don't know how a tomato grows or what the plant looks like? Um, and, you know, Jamie Oliver has certainly proved that time and time again with his education around the schools. So I think there's a you know a huge opportunity to get reconnected back to um, back to what's important and be grounded, grounded into kind of just living a really easy, healthy and, life, you know, and be ground yeah, and come and come back to living simply. Yeah. Um, how our grandparents used to used to live. Yeah, except without the big wads of butter. True. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and Gillian, as well for you now, where are you at? Like you've, you know, you've gone through. I think is it called remission and complete clearance, or where are you at with your journey? Nick, I'm great. I'm coming up to uh, my fourth anniversary, which will be celebrated uh, this month, I suspect. Um, I think I've got an appointment in another couple of weeks, and I'm just totally focused on being proactive in managing my health. So ensuring that I'm not only giving it all of the great nutrients that I need to keep my immune boosted my hormones balanced and my system alkalined, but also to minimise all those nasties as well. So it's really a yin and yang. It's both in and out. So, um, yep. yeah, it's it's a, it's exciting. It's actually a very nice uh, way to live. Yeah, and I, I love the fact that you're providing what you've learned in a general and accessible way for other people. And I'm excited to go into more detail in future podcasts about chemical-free community and chemical-free living and what that actually means. Um, and don't forget, guys, if you are listening to this, your comments are extremely valuable. If you want to hear more about a particular subject that we've spoken about, whether it's how to go alkaline, changing your mindset, helping getting your family involved, benchmarking your health and wellness, or even, you know, foods for balancing hormones, please leave a comment on the show notes from the vitalitycoach.com.au under this podcast. You can leave a note for Gillian. I'll give you contact details there as well. Overall, we want to inspire and empower you to start making conscious choices that are easy and will fit into your life. And we can't wait to share our journey as well. And I'll be showing you how I'm taking my um, my pantry and my cleaning area chemical-free with Gillian's help. 
Um, as she said, it's not just about against animal testing. It's about what we put on our skin, what goes into the products, what we're creating in our home environment. So thank you so much, Gillian. You're welcome. I look forward to the next one. All right, guys, don't forget you can review on iTunes. Uh, we would love that feedback, and I can't wait to hear from you. Uh, I'll be reading out the comments and reviews as usual at the beginning of each podcast. You stay healthy, happy, and I look forward to connecting with you next week. Thanks for tuning in for episode 12 with Gillian Exton. It's always a pleasure to have people that are particularly passionate about creating the life they want and sharing the information with others. There will be top tips on the show notes underneath this post on the vitalitycoach.com.au, including where you can find the chemical maze, chemfree.com, and other resources and tools that we feel will help you create a toxic-free and healthy environment for your home and your body. And once again, don't forget, guys, I would love your feedback. So coming up on the uh, next podcast, we're featuring um, Dr. Don Martini, Lane Beachley, Ben Wilson. We have some incredible guests that are going to be talking about everything from the importance of empowering yourself and empowering others, what's your reason why, finding your true north, and just what it takes to actually come back from injury, for example, um, and sharing all those tips and tools on a practical guide to really achieving your personal best. For me, I hope this podcast has helped you think a little bit differently about what fitness really means, and I'm really dedicated to bringing you some straightforward information that you can immediately start helping yourself, your family, and feel empowered by that information. So don't forget, if you'd love to join me in Maui, which is going to be the most incredible retreat, I'd love to have you there. We've strictly limited places. Uh, please email me, nikki at thevitalitycoach.com.au. We've only got a few places left, and the early bird special does run out. Uh, the new price is effective as of the 1st of February. Um, so please hop online and book your spot now. And if you've got questions, there's also an area that you can inquire about more information. I've just finished the most amazing uh, VIP retreat. These are going really well, and I want to do a special shout-out to Stacy, who was with us on that retreat and whose transformation and conviction to live a healthier life for her and her family since she got back on that retreat with me has just been astounding. So keep up the great work, Stacey. Um, you know, love from all your fit family here, and thank you so much for taking time out for yourself to come up and start figuring out on how you can look and feel your personal best. We loved having you in Noosa, and I'm planning the next private retreat at the moment for Ross from New Zealand. So I can't wait to share some incredible lineups. The keen cyclist uh, and, and fitness barrister will have lots of things to do. So if that's you and you feel that you just need to reboot your hard drive and you want some top tips, then please drop me a line. Um, I'd be happy to help out. And don't forget, please be connected online with the Fit family, VIP Fit, on the vitalitycoach.com.au. I'd love to hear from you. And I'll be reading out the next review on iTunes in episode 13. So stay tuned. Until next week, stay healthy and happy. And thanks for joining. Thanks for tuning in. For all the show notes from this episode, tips, tools, and also my ebooks, hop online to www.thevitalitycoach.com.au. As always, health and happiness.